So I, I sat with Christian Fitches. So we sat like kitty corner opposite. We were by the by the beer hall or the brew hall, whatever they call okay. it. Yeah. And so from there, because there were so many people, you could tell Mark Fangmeyer. Did you see the picture of Mark <laughs> Fangmeyer? I did, yes. So from all the way over Brujo, you could tell you could you could tell who Mark Fangmeyer was. And every time Brad had the yes. ball, he was waving his hand like a water. <laughs> <laughs> that was precious. That's awesome. And I yeah, and uh, me and Christian got cut up. We were walking behind West and them to the stadium, and it was one of those where like cars were honking and people were rolling windows and screaming out harry potter harry potter <laughs> as they were walking to the stadium yeah it was that's perfect yeah it's, those, it's one of those those are the kind of games you want that's what we missed the minnesota football show your regular dose of smart socially aware and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local national and international the minnesota football show co-hosts are bridget mcdowell and sheila reed produced and co-hosted by rodrigo sanchez javeria and eric silva you can follow the minnesota football show at mn football show on your social media platform of choice Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. And welcome, bienvenidos, at another episode of the Minnesota Football Show. I am your host for today, I guess. Uh, Eric is out busy doing family stuff. Um, It's just me and Bridget, and hopefully Sheila will join us sometime soon. But we kind of... Don't have a script, so we're just going to go off of what we think. But we did watch a game. We did watch some <laughs> MLS games, and we, we did watch we one against. Something. And so we'll talk about that. But um, first of all, how are you doing, Bridget? I'm all right. Just uh, enjoying the weather, getting some stuff done this weekend. And um, yeah, it's been a decent weekend otherwise. So how about yes. you? It, it's um, soccer season is in full mode, so I've been coaching nonstop. So that means that everything just becomes non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm like, oh, coaching U nines and U nine boys and U nine yeah. girls is always fun, but it's like I do it just about every day, and so um, so it's 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 been good. And so like sometimes I'm not the best person at planning things or doing <laughs> or remembering <laughs> about things. So so remembering. Um, there were things that I had to plan for this weekend was, was one of the things, but overall, I mean, overall it's, it's nice seeing some sun. Our tulips are yeah. finally blooming. So that's good. Nice. And, and, um, and so the tulips are blooming and, and um, my mom, I took my mom a walk around Frogtown farms and she really likes it. So she's going to be walking over more. And cool. so, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to have, good weather for once and today is not a bad day either so i gotta go do some more coaching stuff and then get to watch um g play up in blaine um and we'll see we'll see some things yeah cool all right so let's uh let's go into just some local national stuff uh today uh well actually yesterday um, the Karen FA and the Minneapolis City had a friendly in uh, is it Parade Stadium? Yeah, or? Parade Stadium. Um, and uh, one of the things that was was really interesting is um, and shout out to uh, Jonah Fields because he, he's got a uh, his kid plays on my team uh, on my kids team on Blackhawks, and so like I got to see him earlier that day, and you know he was he was really excited for the fact that. In total, he had four former captains of Como Park varsity team playing in that game. And that's a big deal. Wow. Yeah. So, like, he was super excited. And there's a picture that we retweeted uh, from the Minnesota football page that that shows you that that displays all of them. Right. And their coaches. Right. And so, like, so shout outs to uh, Minneapolis City for doing such a great event, especially because the head coach was not Matt. Matt was up in the Spring Cup, and I ran into Brendan at the Spring Cup on Saturday. 
it's kind of hard to recognize people without masks with masks on. Right. Yep. But you can tell who's coaching and who's coaching. I think I who's know who you co- are. Yeah, I think it's like I said, is that Brandon? He's like, hey, Rodrigo. And so like we sat and talked about soccer. He is one of my favorite people to talk about soccer yeah. because he's so smart and he talks about about different things. I mean, like, you know, hopefully one day someone will make him a director of like something you know director of like a group or, or whatever like so he can implement the things that he wants to do and he and he's great at the stuff that he does in minneapolis city so like it was really mm-hmm. nice to be able to just to talk to him for 15 20 minutes because if you know me you sit down next to me and we start talking about soccer i just talk a lot about myself so that's just how it happens and i think brendan got <laughs> bored and he left he said he had to go and prep for his next game and <laughs> Which, which is fine, you know. I don't have, I don't have a problem with that, and so we had a good conversation. But I believe Tori was actually the head yeah. coach during this game, and Coach Tori was able to do that, and that was cool. I think that was awesome, and I think they tweeted it out, and I think we'll reshare that. Uh, and I'm hoping that I, I am correct, but I knew um, that was something that was uh, that was interesting, and I was really happy about to hear. I was also torn because I couldn't go either. Because uh, I had other prior commitments, but if not, I would have. And I'm hoping that Minneapolis City does this again. Um, I think they were hoping to have, you know, a couple hundred fans in the stands, which is always mm-hmm. nice. But um, I also just lack. How many people the, were there? I don't know. I wasn't there. They, I, seen... I know that they they maxed out their allotment. Um, <clears throat> they were selling tickets for like five bucks or something. It looked like a decent crowd. Um, so they got they got as many as they had hoped to draw. Yeah, I think they might have been in at least a couple hundred, maybe close to 500 if if that's what they wanted. But um, but I can double check through, through the show. I mean, um, but no, I think that was great. And, and it was good to be able to do that. So shout outs to them. Shout outs to Coach Matt, who was roasting himself on Twitter, saying that, you know, <laughs> The game was probably better managed because he he wasn't there, and so uh, you know overall overall really great opportunity, and um, I'm looking forward to see you know what happens with the futures division, um, as you know um, our friends Hop Clouds, uh, aka Christian Fitchett, did a, just doing a fundraiser to to raise funds to be able to pay for some of these future players like their full membership or whatever else they need to be able to do mm-hmm. kind of like tuition or whatever you want to call it and so they've been able i think to raise enough money for i believe two players and hopefully uh they'll be keep on doing that so if you're interested you know look up hop clouds on twitter the, i think there's all the information that they have is doing it we'll retweet it back out but overall i mean this, there's some really cool things going on community waste now the only thing i hope is sometime within the next you know I don't know. For me, it would be next week, but realistically, six to eight months, or maybe even twelve months, is that Minneapolis Cities develops a futures for 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 young women. Oh, it's only for men right now. Yeah, it's only for men right yeah. now. Oh, that's a bummer. So, yeah, so. I did get some of that double trouble. I like that stuff. <laughs> I I got some because you literally because it was delivered literally right before my birthday, but I. I'm looking for a real special occasion to just open it up because I know that yeah. 8.4 is going to hit me in the face <laughs> like a baseball bat. You're going to feel that. I'm going to feel that. And so, like, <laughs> I want to make sure that that um, that I that I take that with knowing that I might have like a day or two to recover from it. So, yeah. What is up with like. I don't know. Regular beer does not really affect me that much, but anything <laughs> that's like like a local brewery it's probably good i just had two beers yesterday and i just it just completely completely knocked me out the uh the new one that they did for the dames is like a 10.6 or something so yeah they always watch the they're label. always a little higher <laughs> you do not session a craft beer <laughs> Oh, apparently, um, Coach Tory is undefeated in preseason friendly. So there we go. <laughs> nice. According well, to the Minneapolis good. City, 
Minneapolis City game, they tweeted out. That's a great stat. Coach Tori, we salute you. You are now. Her her dad flew out specifically to watch that game yesterday, too. That's that's why. That was cool. No, no, Minneapolis City has a formula. Just have Coach (laughs) Tori coach a game and have dad fly out. Next thing we'll know, you know, they'll be undefeated the rest of the season. All right, so um, let's move in into what has been the sitting elephant, um, or <laughs> in this in this room that we occupied on the internet regarding the MLS and Minnesota United. So um, Minnesota United played their third game against a um, Austin team, Austin FC. Um, aka the supporters fan are called Los Verdes, which is a really interesting name because I translated that as the greenies or the green ones. And when I translated it to the greenies, <laughs> I thought of the of the dental 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 things that they give the dogs because they call <laughs> the <dog> <laughs> So I was I was like, oh wait, and I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do that. But a whole <laughs> a whole this is what we love. Uh, supporter groups as a quarter group culture there was a whole falling down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out what they could uh tease or cheer cheer for for the uh austin goalkeeper brad and forgive me i how do you pronounce his last name is it stuver stuver yes brad stuver who apparently mark fangmeyer um Found out he's a big Harry Potter fan. So, I mean, it just it developed from there and like and even got the Minnesota 11 fan page to do uh, a full poster of Brad in like Harry Potter gear with uh, all this other stuff. And then I think Los Verdes got into it, too. And, mm-hmm. and some of the fans from uh, Austin FC made it to the Black Heart. And there's a nice photo op over there. I think we retweeted that as well. Um, but overall, I mean, he. He's a he's a he's a great human being, so you can't <laughs> yeah. really say mean things about him. Besides, you know, maybe him liking Harry Potter a little too much or uh, whatnot. But that's I mean, that's <laughs> even pushing it in that sense. But uh, it was it was uh, it was nice to be able to to attend this game. I wasn't planning to, but um, someone else um, was so kind enough to invite me, uh, and so I we went. And I must admit, Austin FC over the last, over the first three games are are looking like not your typical uh, expansion team, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that that that's that's been a reoccurring thing since probably Minnesota United came into the league. <laughs> Every other team, expansion team that has come in after them, have done pretty decently. We have Nashville, who's yeah. been, you know, who prize their defense and counter and they were able to make it to the playoffs and now austin fc is looking looking like a decent team like someone who you know it's it's if you know if you were putting if you were gonna rate them you know out of 100 you know that 65 70 mark depending where where, 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 who's playing and what they're doing but um this is the team this is the game where we finally get to see ramon Avila, aka one chope start. And we see Dotson playing the left wing again. Reynoso is in it. And then and then the really interesting thing, we had like a double pivot in the middle with Ozzy and Trap playing at the same time. Now I'm I'm mm-hmm. a big happy person when Ozzy gets to start again just because he demands um uh, kind of like um what is it, formation. Um he just he's able to keep us together like there's got to be yeah. that and and doesn't just, not everyone just flows over so it was it was interesting watching that um and see how that worked it was a second game that second game that the juca started as a as a center back so that was interesting and overall i thought the first i don't know 15 20 minutes was was okay but there were other things that were happening. So what did you guys see? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, first 15, 20 seemed decent. Um, it was hard to tell 
you know, kind of what that plan was or, you know, if there was a plan. Um, typically, well, the last two games, we've seen really good, solid opening minutes um, that kind of slowly fall apart. And this time around, it, you know, they didn't really establish themselves quite the same way. Um, and giving up an early goal kind of sucked the wind out of them too. So um, I thought it was interesting to see Ozzy and Trap play together, uh, both veterans in the league. Um, so you get a good idea of how they could play together. But, um, you know, just to try something different, I think it was interesting. They complement each other well. Like you were saying, Ozzy likes to stick with that formation. He he keeps he keeps his spot. Um, and Will likes to likes to move forward quite a bit. And that was the issue in the last match um, with Jan and Will both both going forward and not being able to fall back in time. So to have Ozzy kind of back up trap um, that was interesting to watch. Obviously, it didn't work out quite as well as we would have hoped and uh, sort of freshen that up a little bit. Gregush replaced Ozzy in like 66th minute or something uh, around there. So it was good to see Ozzy get a, get a decent shift in um, as a starter and not just come off the bench. So that was good to see again. But overall, I mean, the midfield was just, it was, it was typical of what we, got used to uh, the first couple of years um, where the midfield just didn't really click. Things didn't come together. Uh, if we could go back to the first 20 minutes in Seattle where it was all like crisp passing, short passes, just working the ball forward. If we got back to that, it would have been a completely different game. Seemed like a lot of um, crosses that just went to nowhere. Yes. Yeah. Whole lot of long balls. <laughs> A little high and wide <laughs> quite a bit. Um, yeah, rather than working the ball forward, it was yeah. let's lob them, lob them up there and see if we can fall behind the back line. Uh, but that only works if, you're, if your targets can get behind the back line and meet the ball. Uh, I mean, so I a few times being stuck, like he still has two defenders in front of him. He's got nowhere to go. Yeah, I mean, I had some really like, like I I'm I'm a proponent of like, when you're when you watch the game on TV is different when you watch it live in a okay. sense, but I was always watch where Reynoso is because I always want to see, because he tends to gravitate to the right side and I understand why he gravitates to the right side. You have an amazing right back that can one v one a lot of yeah. people into oblivion. Right. And so you want to play with someone who understands that, how someone who's willing to penetrate. The problem is Metanier only penetrates until he gets to the box and then he crosses or like, it's, you know, he's 20 yards away from the box and then he crosses. Like, I don't know if you guys saw this. There was a play where like he's in a, he's, he's, he's trying to go into the corner and then he literally makes someone by back healing yes. into him. And then like, he, and then he runs around him and he runs into the box. And I was like, yes. I was like, yeah. When you dribble into the box, you shift the center backs, you shift the formation, and that's the moment where you'll be able to find something or something will happen in that sort of sense, right? And I don't know if someone needs to talk to Metinier. I don't know if someone just needs to have a conversation, but like, I would love it if he would dribble more into the box. Mm -hmm. Worst thing that could happen is like, the best thing that happens is we're not crossing the ball like that anymore. <laughs> so like, do you think do you think it's like fear or something? I don't know, honestly. Is like that that's that's I mean, something it, that's fixable. Like you sh you should be able to yeah. say dribble into the box, right? And you should be able to do that. But it's it's almost like he sets himself a boundary. Like I will press forward, I'll I'll go box to box, but there's ten there's nine guys in front of me, I'll I'll pass the ball when I hit the box. Uh, when we know he's perfectly capable of making those dribbles. And I mean, the, the footwork in that corner was beautiful. If he does that inside the 18, um, totally different game. 
Yeah, I mean, he's one of the best skill players that we have on that on this team. Like his first touch is great. I mean, sometimes the decision making isn't the best, which is fine, right? But like overall, yeah. his motor is just there, and mm-hmm. I think that's that's one of the things that that drives me insane is that he needs to triple into the box because we we work much better when we create chaos and without having Molino doing that, right? We need someone else to do that, and I think that's one of the things. Go ahead. It's it's not like it's a new experiment or something, you know, having Metinair move forward. I mean, we've been watching him two seasons where his game plan has pretty much been the same. Press forward down the right side and cross it in. So, I mean, it's not like we're we're just trying this, you know, to see what happens and and maybe shift things around. This is this has been his MO and maybe maybe the game plan for the last two seasons where it's press forward, cross in, press forward, cross in right? rather than letting him do kind of his own thing. So I don't, I don't know if it's him or if it's uh, the tactics. I, I, I'd have to give a little bit between both because as a yeah. coach, you, if you see something, you, you suggest it or you tell them like, like, like with kids, like my kids, I'd be like, Hey, I see that you did this and that was great. But can, next time, can you try, you know, dribble it, dribble it more into it. You had all the space. You know what you do when you have yeah. green space in front of you? You dribble. I mean, that's what I tell my kids. It's like all the time. It's like, if you have green space in front of you, dribble. Just dribble it. Something's going to happen from that. But like, it's. I think that's one thing. And the other thing is like, he has a habit of doing that. And he's gotten comfortable with that. And I think that's it. But the, but the problem is we don't have someone that can head the ball in yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... If, I mean, we'll talk about uh, where, but where's big and tall and he's only like 17 yeah. and he's the only one that seemed to have hops on this team to be able to head the ball. And so like, we don't have, like, I would totally understand that we're crossing the ball a lot. If we would have targets that could put it in. Right. Which we don't yeah. besides boxy, right? Yeah. Boxy his. But we're only going to see him up there on set pieces. Right. He's exactly. Not gonna, he's not going to make so, that run. And so that's the thing. And so. Um, I was watching Reynoso because I always like watching him when he goes against what is the favorite side of Minnesota United, which is the right side. So when he gravitates to the left, what happens is the defense, no, the midfield and the defense shift. And so therefore it creates an opening from time to time and he can quickly switch back. Mm-hmm. Or if someone's making a middle down the mid, run down the middle, he can, he can, he can service that. But what frustrates me is that no one, they're not looking to make a play on the left. And uh, and unfortunately, and this is not a, like a great thing, is like Dotson out of these three games has been our left, but our best left wing that we've had out to try out. And I'm not saying that that's a great thing because I think Dotson should play more as a more in the midfield, uh, more on the right wing if we needed to, uh, or even be or even replacing Gregorish for times. But I saw many a times where. Dotson was expecting or or literally begging for someone to pass mm-hmm. him a through ball because he has the motor and he has the energy to do that and he'll go for it. But if no one's giving him the ball, then you just mentally become was like, well, we're not going to play over there. And so I'm not going to do right. that. And it just becomes a, a problem. And the times that Reynoso did play the ball, it's always usually like between the 15, the first 15, 20 minutes. You'll have like two or three opportunities that he plays up. And then he just gravitates to the right, which becomes, uh, which is like telegraphing the whole world. How do you play against Minnesota United? Exactly. I was like, yep. Uh, and even like they brought that up in the, in the post match as well. I mean, Dotson and and Heath were both saying, "Yeah, everyone everyone knows how Ray plays. He's the target now. They have the blueprint." And like you're saying, for for Dotson, you're you're standing left winger to be your best chance on the left wing is is not a, a good thing. I mean, it's a positive for him that he's that he's out there and he can he can provide those opportunities, but when most of those chances end up going to say chase Gasper instead uh, we see the ball going to him more often on the left than we do anyone else. Uh, there, there's so much that they can utilize out there 
uh, so, so much they can exploit all that space that's left open when everyone's going for raised ankles on the right side. But they don't even, they, they just go for a long grass instead and, and call it good. And, and that's the thing too, is just like, um, as we, as we talk about we last, last year we got, was it nine games with Reynoso where nobody knew how he was going to play. Mm-hmm. And we had a Molino who was, who had the freedom to do whatever the ones, but also loves taking one V ones all the time, trying to take one off the dribble without loot in this game. And we can talk about how many times, how many injuries we had, there was no loot. There was, I think Hayes was injured. I mean, the bossy was still injured. Um, Hanson like, still injured. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's just, you know, our list of, our, our list of injuries could could literally form a seven seven v seven. How do we have so many injuries when we've only had when we're so soon this season? Well, I, yeah, I mean, a couple of them came in that way. Uh, Zabasi's kind of nursing one, I think, from internationals, but mm-hmm. um, he he was out most of preseason. Uh, yeah, his was a concussion, I believe. Um, they just pile up and oh and the new kid no the new kid is a concussion uh the the center back uh oh kevin gucci yes yes that's uh that's 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 the the, The, that's the concussion hansen hayes and debassi have thigh issues so someone wasn't doing their squats in preseason but apparently they, they don't stretch or they're doing their their band work or something like that after or before but but seriously it's like that really puts you in a situation where like who do you have someone that can that can help create with with ray and that is right now uh lude but when lude doesn't uh-huh. play it just becomes who does ray trust and unfortunately he doesn't trust anybody except for one chope at this time and I'm I'm not saying that and 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 Ramon Avila, aka Wanchope, he is he's not gonna outrun anybody. No, <laughs> he's not gonna no. outrun anybody. He's yeah. he is very much built like Angelo Rodriguez. Uh, camp out in front of goal, poach him when you get him. <laughs> he he's not gonna be the he's not the Mason toy who you know sprints box to box and goes for it. Um, he, he's not going to get the headers. He, he needs to get behind those defenders and be the target man, but he, he needs to get into those spaces and he needs someone to give him the opportunity to get into right. those spaces. And that's, uh, he and Ray can only do so much on their own. That's all going to come from the wings. So. Right. And when you have your wings crossing the ball and not dribbling into the box, mm-hmm. It just makes it a lot harder for someone who wants to sit at the top of the box and get service, not and to get any service. Finley was helping him out quite a bit. He was able to sprint ahead. I mean, with Metinair behind him, he has a little bit more freedom as well to to run forward. So we saw him kind of camp out up there uh, with Juan Chope, especially uh, beginning of the second half. I believe he had a couple he had a couple chances up there um, where they they all kind of flooded the box and just tried to feed it to Juan Chope. Um, of course, it doesn't work because Austin would fold back and have like right. eight guys in the box when that would happen. So it was a little, little too late um, if they had done that in like the first ten minutes. Right, and I think when Chope was but... was also trying to direct traffic of where he wanted the ball, mm-hmm. and there was this one instance where like they have this like like um, give and go between Reynoso and 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 yeah. Avila, and where Reynoso literally hit the goalpost as he's falling. Just yes, and and here's the thing about Ray. Ray will not come off this field unless he's coming off with an injury. And mm-hmm. looks like from the beginning he looked like he was um, nursing something, but then he had a couple of collisions, and we know he's gonna go at him. And he just didn't look the same. Like he wasn't running, he wasn't chasing, and so yeah. a lot of people around us were like, "Where? What? What? what you know?" What's going on with Ray? He's, and I'm like, I mean, we, yeah, we talked about it last year. He's the guy. Everyone's gonna go for his ankles and his calves. They're gonna just try to chip away at him, and eventually, 
Um, I mean, he just, he was the Iron Man last year, just fighting through all those, but eventually those start to accumulate um, and you feel those. So he's, he was definitely not, not moving great last night. Um, yeah. Probably still feeling some of I the mean, hits he, from the week before. Yep. He had to, uh, I don't know if he, he caught an injury during um, training, but he was substituted, right? Um, then, Heath, Heath did mention he he had some calf tightness. He he put that uh, as a possibility for all the misses as well as um, coming off early. But, but regardless, like when he came off, the the scenario that I've been talking about that everyone seems to not want gets mad at me when I say it is the what if Reynoso gets hit by a bus scenario. What do we do? Right. And unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right, you have you have a stand-in for every other guy on the field. Right. But unfortunately, <laughs> the only people that could actually step in and try to figure out something were injured. Lude was yep. injured. Hayes was injured. So, like, what you saw out there was actually what's going to happen. And I don't know if Reynoso will play the next game. I hope he gets a break. But if Lude comes back, I think it just. You know, I, I will see the double pivot again. Maybe we'll see a double eight or maybe we'll just play a double six again. But what was really interesting for me is is we were doing a lot of fake pressing. Like we would try to press and we wouldn't press, but then everybody would come up. So then there'd be a somewhat of a gap in the middle and then Austin would try to take advantage of that. And I think that's one of the things is that you know, with me is like, you know, the Star Wars saying that Yoda says, do or do not, there is no try. It's exactly <laughs> high press or don't high press. There is no try. You either do it or hey you guys, don't. guys, they're expecting a high press. Everyone, go forward. Yeah, it's oh, like, crap. And when we were high pressing, the, the that's when uh, Ozzy functioned as an eight. And I was like, whoa, what's going on here? Because he was pressing up super high. And then <laughs> and then Trap was falling back, which which I don't mind. You know, I don't mind that. I I I I, I like that their community came, but that's not what I would expect or want to see, right? Uh, but it's it. There's just still a lot of miscommunication. There weren't no big gaffes in the midfield or the or a defense that like last year. But we are susceptible to the counter. And as we said, how do if we asked before is how do we attack? How, how does one plan against Minnesota United? You contain Reynoso. You make sure that when they are attacking over on the right, that you you pinch in one of your midfielders to help out, and you attack Chase Gasper on the left. Mm-hmm. That is that is that is that has been standard for quite a while now, and I think that's something needs to be addressed in the aspect of like, I know the bossy needs to come back because he supports uh, and he bails at chase. But if our, if we're going to keep on sending our left backs and our right backs that much up and, and making them part of the offense that much, then I, I think we need to like compensate with a, one of our midfielders, but it just, I just don't know what, what the plan is. It's just all a, a misarray. Yeah. When your left back is hit, well, your left back and your right back are taking all the crosses and leaving a left winger to clean up the defense. We saw Dotson run back a few times uh, when Chase couldn't get back in time. Um, and, I mean, the only reason that they haven't given up, like, 10 goals at this point is Boxy and Ding. Boxy can... F- can fill that box and he he owns that box um but if he's if he's not there it's it's a totally different defense right totally different game plan and, and that's how like the, the goal comes in like right it comes in a counter and um mm-hmm. we're bright and early at the 17th 18th minute uh, you know a cross comes in and credit to that cross because that cross was a well-picked cross that was, yeah you know, was able to bend it around Metinier and Metinier couldn't get a foot on it. Um, and and Diego Fagundes scores like a, a nice pretty goal. Like 
and like DSC is left out to dry in that sense because there's no one else running in the back. It was it was an overload, and there you go. But that was that was it. That was that was the start of that, and then we couldn't figure anything out after that how to create offense, which is frustrating for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But the MLS is a league which you can afford to start horrible. And sure. as long as you make just it... Just because there's so many games, you mean? Yeah, I mean, that. And yeah. it's just that's a crazy thing happen. Things fall apart quickly. We, we right. see that every season. Yeah. Right. And, and, and knowing that we've signed Unu, right, and he's on his way, gives us a forward that, you know, is not super slow, right, that can actually is willing to run and press. So that should be interesting. But what we're all looking here is they're trying to acclimate right and so that's the thing is like they're trying to acclimate and learn to play with each other again right but it also is trying to play with each other i think i I, i'm not saying i like dotson on the left but i think right now he's our best option until hansen comes in and and, and is better and then we can see hansen live to see what he's like on the left wing uh also if you know the telenovela fragapane ever develops into something else (laughs) Then, then Twitter reports from FC Cincinnati or Juan Arango saying that he's going to FC Cincinnati and whatever. But um, if they do that, they um, it would be something interesting to see if we were able to get more service to that left side, specifically yeah. if Dotson is keep playing it because he's got the motor. And and yes, honestly, yeah. for me, he was he was one of our best players out there uh, this last game. He was everywhere. He tried to do things. I just wish. People would shoot the ball. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a it's an underrated skill. That's yeah, right, shooting the ball. <laughs> I'm gonna ask Isa and, and Isa watch and be like, "Does everyone need to go to striker camp?" I think that's one <laughs> thing that we might have yes. to bring back from a couple. Well, of years. yeah, and but also assist camp. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Assist camp and striker camp is what we need to come Maybe try to target some of those crosses instead of just like blabbing them up and over. Um, Considering that the guy has been here for a whole 10 days, um, it was looked pretty good. I mean, you're coming in with, he has the chemistry with Ray and pretty much that's it. Like he's been training this week um, and he did come on he got what 20, 30 minutes last week uh, at the end. Um, but for, I mean, for a guy who's literally just been like thrown into the fire, uh, he's actually looking pretty good. Um, the service is the issue, as has been the perennial problem with the close to a dozen strikers that have cycled through this squad. Um, the strikers change, but the tactics don't. Uh, so that those things need to shift a little bit. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put that down on on the forwards just yet. Look, when Chope looks like Angelo, but definitely does not shoot like him. So, <laughs> I mean, he had two hard hard volleys that he tried to cross, and he hit him into the ground. And you know, that's just hopefully he will be able to do better next time or they, he'll be able to get that service just waiting up top. Um, but that's a lot of ifs. And the, the re, real, realistically, you know, we won't know what happens with Ray and, and we don't know what happens uh, with the rest of it. But hopefully if Lude comes back, then we have... I thought if Lude would have been playing this game, it would have been a different game. I think yeah, we probably would have tied that and I would have been okay with a tie at home or just some points. I mean, a single point out of three games is better than none. So, <laughs> but that that's one of the things is just, uh, you know, they were, um, it was just frustrating. Um, the only thing that has been a good stat so far, these first three games is, Heath has been substituting before the 75th minute. Yes. And we haven't given up a goal in the, what, opening 10 was usually the right. mark. And mm-hmm. we've made it 15, 18 minutes. 
72 game. minutes. <laughs> so for this game, we made it to 17 minutes. Apparently this game really made it. But he's also been playing the kids. Yes. And that kind of got me excited, right? Yeah. I mean, um, we we saw we see McMaster. We've seen him before, and he seems to be some you know, he's a young kid and he and, and he's playing well and he would have been top ten pick in the MLS if he wasn't injured. So that's a good risk to take, uh, and that's a good investment. And I think he's he's panning out decently. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had at one point you had Dotson. Um, you had Dotson, you had McMaster, and um, the one forward we thought we'd never see. <laughs> um, forgive is uh, someone tell me what his name is. Is it Foster? No, Foster Langsdorf. Yes, he got some time, and I want to know how many people in Vegas won some bet bets on the fact that he <laughs> actually got minutes. I should have put some money on that. Just like I should have put Lame some money. And we are getting minutes in the exactly. Game. <laughs> the fact that where I was able to play in, and I was like, whoa. I was like, the someone fact that we had more than half the bench was attacking players. That not that there is a whole lot of depth at the other end of the bench anyway. But um, you know, to to see the number of players available and to see them actually be used um, compared to the times that we've, you know, had, you know, four or five decent uh, attacking players on the bench and not be called into action at any time. Um, yeah, it was, it was great to see. They had some great moments coming on. Wea's first touch was that diving header uh, that unfortunately went straight, straight into Stuber's hands. Um, I think it was interesting after the game, Heath was asked about, you know, how he felt about the kids coming on and, and what they showed him. And he was really, he wasn't like displeased with the whole thing, but he just wasn't, he's like, eh, they, they were okay. I don't know. But then Dotson was asked the same question and he's yes, they, they were really good. They, they've been working hard at all this stuff in training. They keep working hard at all this stuff in training. Uh, they'll definitely get somewhere. This They're incorporating them into the group really well. We saw that We saw that in this game. And then you go to Heath, who's, eh, yeah, they were, they were okay. After he plays 75 minutes with, you know, these aimless crosses, um, and then have you know all those offensive sparks, right? Uh, in the end, and he's just like, eh. you know, before before the before the COVID times, right? When we would have a, a a couple of international friendlies and we get to see all of them play. This, this our our subs are are good attacking players, mm-hmm. and it'd be a fun game to watch. And I think it it was it was great to see them all. Well, yeah. not all because. Um, we forgot to announce that Minnesota signed a homegrown Ezio Jackson. Though so he was yeah. at the stadium, and by the way, he has amazing hair. He does. So, he was he was on the bench too. So, yeah. so um, and and so, I think that's one of the things too is that our youth is is or our younger players showing promise. And I think when all three of them were together, we we started being dangerous again, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Patrick Wea had a couple of headers of really bad crosses, but, but they were, he was still on there, but he got there. And so that was one of the things that... I mean, he wasn't given a whole lot to work with. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I think it, it shows promise, and I like that. Right? Exactly. And and, yeah. and I wish the Mustachon would have gotten that, but we'll never know the... some <laughs> some Someday, some, somehow, Tomas Chacon will, will release uh, 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 I am Tomas Chacon and and uh play his 30 for 30 yeah yep about minnesota Minnesota united and and we'll find that out hopefully sometime soon but but no but overall i mean you can't say that was one of the one of the things that was intriguing right losing one nothing is never fun but uh overall like i think 
once we figure out or, or get some more two to three guys more and 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 after that two two to three more guys two to three the, yeah. and then two to three and then we'll be two to uh, three more times yeah we'll we'll be able to be okay but I, I think you know we have not seen this team fully healthy and that's one of the things so I like to see this team fully healthy but I do believe that Dotson belongs on the starting 11 so and and yes. I don't know I don't know if it's going to stay but uh, I think he was probably one of the best players that we had on the field yesterday. He was creating. He didn't take enough shots. And we wanted to see bangers from Dotson. Mm-hmm. He had a couple opportunities where he was at the top of the box and he chose to pass. And I love Dude, a passing team. Sharing but, is caring. But you got to shoot the ball. Just shoot. You know, shoot, try to split Try to split the center backs somehow. Try, try different things, right? I mean, everyone knows you're coming down the wings. Try something else, right? I mean, work it out. So, yeah, the good thing is um, we play Colorado next uh, week, which which only means that we might actually win because, uh, you know, um, RSL beat them, I think. No, wait, no, it wasn't RSL. Uh, Austin FC beat them. So if Austin beat them, hopefully we can too, right? <laughs> we were and, supposed to beat Austin, but if Austin yeah, beat Colorado. Then maybe we'll beat Colorado. Yeah. Who knows? Cool. Who knows? But I think I think if we start zero and four, I think a lot of the Heath out rants will start showing up if they haven't already. But um, nine out of ten eight word reactions last night involved Heath out. So <laughs> that's going to be an interesting switch to pitch uh, article that you type. Yes, up. it is. <laughs> oh, that's going to be. Great. How is switch the pitch going, Bridget? Uh, it's going. Where, uh, I mean, short staff trying to cover lots of games, uh, lots of news. Um, but, I mean, we're, we're still having fun with it. And, yeah, we're getting there. I think we're getting there. All right. So, no, we've done enough talking about Minnesota United. We, we also mentioned that uh, Minnesota signs their homegrown Aziel. Jackson, uh, who is, I believe, uh, Red Bulls Academy prospect that ended up playing um, overseas in France. Uh, I don't know which division. Uh, and then came back and uh, apparently, um, you know, they take our homegrown, right? Or a Minnesota <laughs> kid and we take one of theirs. But yeah. Minnesota kids had a had a pretty dang good, good outing for the MLS. Caden sure Clark. Did. Scored a, a wonderful goal. Uh, One and, goal and uh, two assists. Yeah, and so if you um, if you don't play MLS fantasy and you haven't started Caden Clark, I have no idea what you're doing. So <laughs> I know I have, and so, but also Jackson Jewel Jackson Jewel scored another golasso in the four one routing of who did they route out? As a uh, DC. Yeah, time. that was painful. And and um, yeah, I know, I know, I know the main editor that switched the pitches at DC United fans. So, <laughs> so that had to be extremely she, painful. She's having a rough weekend. Yeah, yeah that one was at uh, nine. No, that was a ten it o'clock started, game. Yeah, that yeah, was late started game. like eleven Eastern time. So everyone got their power naps and woke up just in time for a for a one. It was a rough night for the East Coast. Um, yeah, no one really wants to talk about, you know, wants to take a nap and the next morning see your team get walloped 4 1. That's just, right. unless, unless you, you know, you're like me who wakes up at eight o'clock in the morning with a bet uh, with another rival <laughs> Arsenal friend um, and then lose 2 nothing with a red card at the end. And then, you know, now I have to wear a, a, a Arsenal scarf and take a picture of it while attending oh, some. <laughs> which is fine i don't really care i'm just happy we're like not going to get relegated like i gotta keep my bar low just so i can make sure i can keep watching my my, my team right i mean i got a flag yeah. i got a scarf i got a shirt i mean i'm i'm i just need a kit and that's, that's it and then like after i get my kit if we relegate it at least i know i have something to remember them by but <laughs> but for now 
you know, um, that's going to be an interesting thing. But there was also C- CCL this week. So let's go let's go talk about a little bit over that. And then um, I think Bridget and I will dive into uh, the wonderful thing that is ha- that happened earlier today with uh, Man U fans uh, storming in uh, storming in their own stadium uh, in in response to to their owner or owners or owners. people who. Yeah. Who, who wanted to join the Super League. So so accountability matters. So we'll talk about that. But I'm let's just <laughs> run through these scores. So on Tuesday, April 27th, uh, Philly walloped Atlanta 3-0. That was fun to watch. Because anytime Brad Gazan gets scored on, it's just something we cheer <laughs> on in this household. And it happened three times. So we were quite happy. And Philly just, just looks really good. Cruz Azul... Took care of uh, Toronto, the first leg, 3-1, which uh, I must say that Toronto is a good team, uh, but they defend set pieces like we defend set pieces against Seattle. <laughs> so that's not a good thing. So, which is to say they don't. Yeah, and the craziest game of all was the Monterrey versus Columbus game in which... Uh, you know, I believe it was tied one one for most of it, and then Monterrey took the lead super late, and then Columbus literally got a PK awarded literally as like thirty seconds left in the game. It was one of those where like you score the PK and then they blow the whistle, and that was it. So it's a two two tie, and then Portland and uh, America kind of did the same thing. Uh, um, they tied one one. Or was it the Portland game that had to live? There were so many games. It was so, such had, craziness. I think it so. did happen with both. Yeah, definitely Portland. That was a late PK. Yeah, so that's what um, it was. Yeah. Columbus might have been, might have, might have not been uh, a late PK, but it was a 2 2 tie. It was so a late was, goal. Yeah. yeah, it was a late goal. So, and then um, just to round off on your um, Primero de Mayo, your May 1st uh, MLS news, uh, New York. As we were talking about, Caden Clark uh, uh, and company were able to defeat Cabo and company 2-0. Salt Lake with uh, David Ochoa at home, kicking the ball into the, to the stands for fans because that's what they want. Uh, ended up taking Kansas City uh, 3-1. Montreal and Columbus tied 0-0. I didn't watch this Houston game, which is LAFC, and I wanted to, and I might have to rewatch it just because I wanted to see if Christian got any playing time, I'm not sure if he did. The uh, Fighting Bruce Arena, a.k.a. New England's, were able to defeat Atlanta. And Atlanta has a lot of questions, right? And from the beginning, I always said, this is not about uh, this is not about their the number one scoring forward in MLS. You know, if being able to score is, is about that midfield. It's about Barco stepping up and... and and that's going to be an overgoing theme for the rest of the season. It's like, can't have a forward. You can have a forward that can score. But if you can't get him the ball, everything else, it just doesn't even matter, really. Um, Orlando defeated Cincinnati 3-0. Um, Philadelphia lost to New York City 2-0. Uh, my adopted stepfather, uh, Lucci and the Dallas <laughs> FC, were able to wallop a Portland that probably, um, you know, suffering from playing, you know, CCL and whatnot. So, you know, that's that's one thing. And of course, us, um, you know, we lost one nothing to Austin FC, and we talked about how the Quakes and Jackson U were able to thromp on DC United for the one. So for this Sunday, I believe we have Nashville and Miami. And then we have Seattle and LA Galaxy. That should be a good one just because Chicharito is such a good feel <laughs> story. After that interview that he gave out, like that was awesome. Yeah. That, that was like how did how you guys you got- see the um the video of him um uh, doing the three goals together? No, I did not see that. No. Um it was it was like a few days ago. It was pretty it was just going around on Twitter. Oh, you should share that with us. I might have to reshare it. But I think like, I posted it. And, um, I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, but but when he gave the interview, I mean, like he he lost his grandpa through COVID and like COVID times. He's lost a lot of things, and 
being able to score and just say, you know, this is about my teammates. This is about us. Like, and he was literally crying on TV. That's one of the most heartfelt mm-hmm. moments that I've had seen in soccer in a while. And I was like, I might not like LA Galaxy, but uh, I'll cheer for Chicharito when he gets a chance. So. Yeah. So, so that's what we'll do. So, um, yeah. And then uh, Colorado and Vancouver play tonight. This is a late game. So, um, we are uh, going to Christian Ramirez and Quintero both got minutes. Oh, they did. For Houston. I'm going to yeah. have to uh, watch that then later on then. Um, and then we will uh, go ahead and just quickly get through this because as much as I like to do international news, I don't have time for international news <laughs> lately or soccer news. Uh, I just gave you an update on Newcastle. But I think the news that everyone needs to really talk about is the fact that Menu fans uh, were able to... I don't know if let in or broke into their uh, Man U Stadium, the Old Trafford, and um, they went to, and I think some of the the announcers were doing their prep work, and they went to where the Sky News areas, and they literally, like, some of them took the cameras and, like, threw them on the ground, and and I don't know what other else type of shenanigans were done, but they were supposed to be, a pro- it was a part of the protest that they were doing, against the owner who opted to be part of the Super League, right? So accountability matters, right? So they went in there, a couple hundred of fans, uh, caused a little havoc, caused a little chaos. I think it delayed the game between Liverpool and Man U. Um, But then they took the streets. Yeah, I think it's still going on. Yep, and it's still going on. And so I think it's important to say that, you know, accountability matters. And this this wasn't all because of Super League. A couple of those protesters recorded as saying you know this this has been an issue for a long time the glazers have owned manu for i think it was 2005 they took over um and there have been issues this whole time so super league was kind of the catalyst the uh the last straw so to speak um but they've been angry with uh, with the running of the club for quite some time and uh I guess you could say broke in, but it didn't appear. It, it didn't security, look like some look, look. security at Old Trafford is not um, not like what we see here and like what. Well, we've yeah, seen. it's just like <laughs> protests. Even, like even when the police, even when the police got there, <laughs> they're the just standing gap? around like, eh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like there were there were police, there were security people where like they were breaking the breaking the cameras, and I was like. This is strange. Yeah, and then they, like later I mean, on, they put like, out the, they put out the, like, the steel barriers, but people just jump right over them and the cops yeah. are standing there like, okay, well we tried. And then the people who stayed in the stadium still apparently after, and then like it literally turned like a, like a Benny Hill movie, you know, like the, the mm-hmm. scenes where like someone's chasing another one. And it was just one of those things where like, you know, people are going up and down and like, they're not really being pushed or forced anything. It's like, and we're like, dang, that's some, that's some unique policing activity that we've seen here. <laughs> and I was like, you know, and I'm like, geez, when can we get some of that? I was like, I'd love to see some of that. Uh, but I think it's, 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 it's the accountability aspect of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think as you, as you pointed it out, it's like, you know, like, sure. They broke a couple cameras. Fine. You, sh- you shouldn't break other people's property. I get that. Yeah, that's, that's fine. But overall, I mean, the message is like, you know, greed, and not only that, but like the way that their the fans feel about their club. And I think that's one of the things that's always missing from uh, once one soccer's, you know, talk to us more of the business than, than something that's more community oriented. So but but good for them. I mean, more power to them voicing their their uh, their opinion and, and voicing it. And I'm pretty sure um, they will be that might not be the only thing that happens because it was uh, there was pretty telegraphed that it was going to happen like this protest and this yeah and so like it's not like nobody knew right (laughs) it's not like all of us are going to go march to target you know and then march right over to allianz with our ginger beer that we bought that's overpriced at target which by the way i suggest no one buy that ginger beer from target i did a bad thing and i did that anyways yes and then we and then you know so go ahead and drink outside of allianz field i mean it's not gonna happen so it's like you know like it's it's if if we were to telegraph that, you know, here something would be done to, you know, to to prevent that. But 
they are still, it appears that they are still there. Um, someone called in, I just pulled up the Guardian, they have like minute by minute updates. And someone called in to say that perhaps a letter written to the Glazers would have been a better idea and more convincing. <laughs> a letter that probably gets looked at at an intern and then thrown please, into the shredder. Please put so, your thoughts into words and mail them to this address where they right, will never be read. Right. They'll be shredded and then given to it and burned in someone's bonfire in the upper echelons of the company or whatever. But... um before we go, we do have some Twitter questions, and I'd love to hear some feedback from, from both of you. So um, let me scroll through these Twitter questions. Um, um, big Game Grade A27 asks, says, they say, I have a question. What the F is wrong with this team? And I think we've talked a little bit about that. <laughs> but, but you know, um, I, re, injuries. And not having uh, communication issues and trust issues, very lazy passing. Um, you the know. lack of any plan whatsoever. Yeah, the lack of any 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 sort of plan. I mean, maybe I don't. It's just we're letting the wrong fans into the Wonder Wall. I have no idea what it is, though. I must admit, I love to see more more Mark Fangmeyer in. Uh, I don't know if anyone followed this on the Twitter, and if you did. So Mark, Mark Fangmeyer um, did research on Brad Stuber, uh, big Harry Potter fan. And so he cosplayed. And the funny thing is, like, in a full stadium, you probably could not point out Mark Fangmeyer, right? <laughs> but I was, I was, my seats were over. Uh, I, was, uh, I was gracious to, for Christian Fitchett, a.k.a. Hopkins, to, to uh, invite me out. And so we were sitting by the beer hall. And so from the beer hall, see, looking at the wonderful, you can totally tell who was cosplaying Harry Potter. And every time Brad had the ball, you could see him waving his, Mark waving his hands as he's casting his spell every time. Oh, and it was just one of the greatest things that made the game a lot better. So, so thank you, Wonderwall, for just making it a much easier game to follow, easier game to swallow and just bear. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think with the injuries and just the way that things are going right now and the lack of having outlets and support for, for Ray uh, and, and it's just the way that this is going to be. And we'll see what happens next game. Let's we'll see if Ray plays. Let's we'll see if Lute is healthy. But someone's going to have to create some offense into this and, and we'll see where that happens. So Someone needs to take a shot on target or just shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. You know, um, as Sheila said, we need striker camp and assist camp. Right, Sheila? <laughs> yeah. All right. Second question is, who from the back of the squad list is most likely to make an impact? I think this is a good question. I I think for me, it would be McMasters. Yeah, he's been consistent with coming in, um, coming in late, getting minutes, getting reps. Uh, and actually impacting the game. Every touch, his first touch is always uh, a good one, an impactful one. The assist to the almost assist, I should say, to Wea uh, last night. We saw a couple of those last weekend as well. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with McMaster. No, I love to see a 17-year-old be our forward, you know, but <laughs> I think Wea yeah. has, has a great promise, but I, I'd probably put it on, on, on McMaster's. Um, and McMaster's I believe... more likely to actually get those minutes consistently. Right, right, because we have no one at the left wing. Right? <laughs> so so that, that's pretty that, that's pretty good. And our last um, question um, brought to you by uh, the attachment Um and this is something that goes into Minnesota United lore. What was the better hit? And we've checked on our friend Dave Zeller, who, if no one noticed, um, was televised all over the world. That uh, that shot that Ray took that went over the bar hit uh, our friend Dave Zeller in the face as he was waving a flag. <laughs> oh, my and God. Is he okay? He's okay. We yeah. were able to check on him and... 
he's been um, live and tweeting, uh, and he was seen waving a flag literally 20 minutes later. So, yeah. so it was he, he seems never even okay. dropped the flag. So right. <laughs> he's he's at the Which, he's at the black heart right now. We got a proof of life photo from the oh, black heart okay, a little okay. bit ago. Yeah, he's right. he's fine. So, so he's doing good. So the question is. So we have to keep this in frame. What was better hit? Texas Heller, Texas Zeller, aka Dave, uh, hit to the face by Reynoso or lock stock Spock to the butt by Slatan while on the capital stand at TCF. <laughs> I, I don't remember too much the Slatan one, but um I don't know. Bridget, what do you think? I I think <laughs> That shot from Zlatan the notch was the most comically perfectly timed shot <laughs> that I have ever seen. Um, I mean, Zeller took a harder hit, but yeah, I think notches might have been funnier. Yeah, I, don't I just remember. remember his face. Like, did that just happen? Because of course his back is to the field, he doesn't know who shot him. <laughs> Zlatan hits him right in the neck. Notch has made that a badge of honor. So yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think that's probably the winner. To be honest with, would any it, for me, someone hits in the face, I I cringe. Um, um, and I know it happens because it almost hit me in the face last <laughs> last game. I just ducked far. Quick, quick way would be able that to hit me, and and like if this would have been like a full stadium, like someone's going to get a hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens regularly, mm-hmm. especially in warmups when they're just lobbing one shot after another. There's yeah. always a few that are going to go over the bar, and mm-hmm. you definitely you want to be facing facing the field at all times. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. And that is actually all the questions that we have. So thank you for all you sending questions um, and um, actually, you know, trying to get us to answer some of your questions here. So uh, we will be back next week, hopefully after <laughs> after uh, hopefully we'll all be back uh, next week. So hopefully we'll have a full squad. Um, I've, you know, always have a great time talking to both of you about just anything really yeah. not just soccer related but just anything overall um so i'm i'm hoping that we get to enjoy a much cooler day than yesterday but still <laughs> a, a much better weather in the aspects of, of temperature so um i don't have anything else to say the Thank sun you is very out much so yep is it yeah yeah get a little sliver of sky a sliver, yeah yeah a sliver so Thank you, Bridget. Thank you, yeah, Sheila. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Uh, if you haven't signed up for the whole beer beer thing, you know, uh, patreon.com backslash MN football show. Um, get that 8.4%. Shoot, you get to 8.4%. You better you better you better enjoy it. It's like it's like it's it's good. Like people ask me about it, and like I was gonna celebrate, and I already said this, you know. But I'm waiting for like a good opportunity. So maybe, maybe down the road when we're all, um, you know, in in a better situation, we can do like a backyard backyard thing. Maybe that's when I'll bust it out. But I savored it. I drank it too fast and too much last time, and I was able not to <laughs> not to realize how much how much how much I enjoyed it. So everything. But see you all next week. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.